So, last session, our boys, without Mr. Henry Goodlove at their side, headed out from the broken walls of Enosh. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? This time, they're monster hunting. There was something out there, between the drowning island of Enosh and the strange, nonsensical patch of safety Mele discovered, a couple days' journey off. It's perfect for the residents of this here town to wait until they can be rescued. Once the boys, with the help of Enosh resident and wandering wind and training Winnie, cleared the path. It was easy at first, with some large moose one might find in the forest, though with faces uncannily like people. Then another creature, a reptilian, amphibian, intelligent thing. They managed, though. They managed. Now they spend the night at the rocky shores of the Clearwater Lake where Mela says they can rest without fear. There's something strange about that water. It doesn't quite reflect them right, but all they need to know, tonight they rest. We'll get back to that. Let's you and I take a visit up to the Phoenix Island a few days later, where Mr. Henry Tempest Goodlove and Ms. Magdala Brenna have landed her train in the fine station of Donning. The city sits beside two tall mountains. The lands around are full of lupine and fir trees. The air carries the sharp pine scent of home. The two of you are greeted by the Mr. Goodlove and Goodlove Sr. They embrace Henry, they shake Maggie's hand, and they bring her to a fine hotel already set for her arrival. Henry, of course, they invite to stay with them, and they catch him up on things. Lucky for us, we can uh, catch up on things as well. There's an event about to occur in Dawning. It is an annual celebration of spring as the green moon, Orna, rises in the sky, and it is time for rebirth, important to the powerful phoenix that guards this large island. There'll be a parade, a celebration of the island's achievements, and the Phoenix's commander-in-chief, Taryn Nevane, has used this as an opportunity to gather some people of importance, plan for a better and more connected future. The Goodloves are, of course, invited, as well as leaders from other islands like Ennian in the south and Freya in the west, and even Rusul, the island overseas. Sheriff Donna politely declined, though she told them cheekily in her most recent letter to go on and ask Mrs. Magdala. Mr. and Mr. Goodlove implore Henry to at least attend the ball and meet some of these representatives, especially with Maggie there after the transferring of the rail line. To show that all is well, to deny any rumors before they start, to smooth things over as it were. It is also a great opportunity to talk about the other representatives of these major islands about the plight of Enosh and maybe that will solve the little refugee problem. And with the Guardian of Enosh gone, maybe our friends can find a way there by magical means. Though, they've got a few days to figure that out. So, it's a fine morning. The fragrant needles of Donning's pine trees sparkle in sunlight after a nighttime of rain. What do you do? First, I believe he would take an amble around the district that surrounds his family's I wouldn't even call it a house, it would really be more of an estate. <laughs> so, just to see if anything has really changed, to see if shops have all oh, changed hands since he's last been here. Since it's been several years since he, he's been up to dawning himself. Mm. Not too many years though. Being a little bit nostalgic, but it's not as quote unquote bad as the first time that he came back to dawning. <laughs> you notice a few more employees of the estate, some gardeners, Maybe someone is out there like, cleaning a window or something like that. A few of them give you a double take, kind of, as they are not accustomed to seeing you around, but they all, as if instructed, give you a friendly wave and smile when they do notice you walk by. As far as the area around, of course, some, some shops have changed 
hands, some have opened and closed, but it's still the home, you know? As always, Henry is very polite, friendly, returns the same sort of wave and smile. And as he makes his way down to one of the less obscenely expensive areas of donning, something a little bit still somewhat upscale, not super fancy, he is looking for a specific building, a practice of an old mentor of his. It looks exactly the same as you remember. Gosh, what was the architecture style for donning again? The architecture of donning is tall, mostly stone buildings, a lot of arches, like big windows. Of course, there are smaller, simpler homes, but it feels grand in general, as if to like suit the mountains behind it. I assume that they're like houses on top, business on bottom. It's pretty common, especially in like city spaces. And on the bottom of one of these is a small music hall, a place to practice if one so wishes. And Henry will take a stroll in if it's open. You step into the, the greeting area and you find it empty. And there's a door behind it from behind which you can hear what sounds like like some sort of wind instrument playing. And we'll go ahead and take a seat in the lobby. About five, 10 minutes later, the student exits, maybe 12, 14 years old, dressed in a very formal school uniform, one of the, the fancier private institutions. They have a little bag at their side and then are carrying a case that looks like it could be a flute or something of the like. They turn around and wave and you see a familiar face step through and give this kid a wave as well. And then their eyes sort of take in the room and and see you. It's been how long since you've seen Bartholomew? Seven years. Seven years? Like most elves, seven years is nothing to them. They look like the shop, exactly the same. They're wearing very fanciful robes, mostly in, in greens and whites and yellows, much like the decor that's in the town currently in preparation for the spring festival to come. They have great hair, it's straight and still reaches about their, their shoulders. And a huge smile opens up their face as they as they see you and he waves you over. Come in, I don't have any lessons. For, mm, looks at the clock behind you. Another hour or so, I didn't expect this visit. Henry returns the same sort of smile. Well, I happened to be in Dawning and I figured it's been so long since I've actually been over here. I mean, the last few times that I was in, I was so busy with everything in the family, but I've actually gotten a moment, especially now with the whole festival piece coming up. And it's very good to see you again. How have you been? I've been well. Business has been fine. They lead you in through the door and then he closes it behind you. The room is just full of, of instruments of his own, but they're all to be practiced on. I assume you're not here for a lesson, correct? Yes. Primarily a social visit, of course. You know, with the spring festival coming up and everything. Of course. Were you planning to attend the festivities? I'll be a bit busy around that time, but you know, I can't possibly miss the entire thing. It's special this year. Special how so? Well, I don't know if you've heard, but there are some visitors from other islands coming that typically doesn't happen. And people outside your circles? Oh, yes very far outside my circles. Uh, I think there's even someone coming from overseas, which is impressive. And uh, yeah, I think there'll be some new faces around. Oh yes, I was looking to attend myself. I would assume you would attend. I think your fathers probably hoped you would be there for this. 
I think if it was up to them, I'd be in every formal dinner, event, uh, child recital, you know, <laughs> everything. They nod. Most likely, yes. But, speaking of social circles, I did actually come um, with a bit of a conundrum or two, and, well, I suppose we, you can get the business part out of the way and then perhaps be more entertaining later. But first, I was going to ask you about magicians, wizards. Is curse navigating or teleportation more easily accessible? Whichever one of those makes more sense we can address first. He looks a bit taken aback, but thanks for a moment. Well, I think it depends on the curse that you're trying to handle. Is this... It's not my area of expertise, but I know some people here and there, of course. A teleportation, there are plenty of people who can do so. Just need to find the right magic user. And again, I, I'm certain I can help you find someone. Are you planning to leave so soon? Well, not on a permanent basis. I have a couple of friends that I would like assistance with getting them into the city. Unfortunately, the trains are going to be a little occupied with getting people in and out of a... Uh, have you heard about the business that collapsed at Enosh? I have heard things here and there. Yes, I know the trains are severely delayed, which is unfortunate considering what is going on in Dawning right now. But I think with the right convincing, you could probably get someone to teleport outside of the city. Yes, that's basically what I had in mind. I mean, I'm sure I have some sort of means to convince them. So since that one is relatively easy, the more complicated one is the curse business. I don't think it's a minor curse. It is a more major curse from a fae of some kind. Is this affecting you? Yes. I am sorry to hear it. It is an unfortunate byproduct of traveling in the oceans. Usually I don't have as much trouble with them, but this particular one I've been having issue. I was wondering more there's perhaps a way to circumnavigate it, you know, get past the technicalities of the curse. The main problem is that it is a you-will-die sort of curse, um, but not instantaneously. So I'm just wondering if it's possible to have a way to not die, if you catch my drift. He pulls a piano bench out and sits down. Do your parents know about this? They've been giving me some updates on your situations in the past few years, but I have not heard anything about a death curse. Well, it's been several months at this point, and it's not exactly visible on the outside. I mean, like, in a decent way, you know. But it's not really something that I discuss with my parents, primarily because I'm worried that they'll worry, and well, perhaps that worrying would turn more into a actually Henry were forcing you to come back to Dawning. They might be able to help you. Do you want me to keep this from them? I would prefer if it never came up, yes. Okay. Forgive me, Henry. It's just a difficult thing to keep from one's parents. But I'll try. And you want someone to break this curse? Preferably, yes. Though I'm open to alternative methods. So perhaps you've heard of, you know, some people getting cursed with the whole immortality thing. I was thinking, is it possible to be cursed with immortality so that you can't die of another curse? Because if you're cursed to not die, then you can't necessarily die from a curse that has you die. But if it's a stronger curse that has you not die... 
Uh, there's immortality, of course, but it is usually with some caveats. If immortality was a simple thing, then, well, we would all be doing it, wouldn't we? Perhaps I'm not the right person to speak to about this. I know some people a bit more involved in the, I guess you could say, the magical sciences, who are certainly interested in, in learning more about curses. I could see if they would be interested in speaking to you. I would appreciate that. They nod. I'm sorry to hear this news. It's not what I expected. Are we, is this a, um, should I be running out the door now to see if there's something I can do, or is there a little bit more time? No, I don't believe it's that immediate. I mean, it's been several months and I haven't died yet, so I think there's definitely time. At least time enough for a few days. They don't look any less worried when you say this. Okay, so your first priority is the teleportation, or can your friends wait? Are you trying to get them here before the, the ball? Sorry, I am just a little thrown by this. A caster who can cast teleport is easy to find. Shall we start with that? Yes, I think that would be the, the best place to start. Perhaps if you'd like to meet here tomorrow, I can, same time, let you know if I find someone. Um, how are you financially when it comes to this? He's <laughs> really pretty. <laughs> Great personality. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes he can get through a conversation really well without insulting the <laughs> He person. can give you a really good review on Yelp. <laughs> he has connections. Well, somewhere is nice, but it does not pay as much as Donning. He, he looks thoughtful. Perhaps. Oh, I'm sure I can find someone who is not just in it for the money. He looks doubtful as he says it. Yes. And I mean, of course, there are other things than just money. I can... Always negotiate with certain people. You've been, in a way, um, studying the oceans, yes? Yes. Would you be interested in sharing some of your research? Not with me, I mean, this could be something you have to offer. It is of high interest to many people at the Phoenix's grounds at the moment. Certainly, I mean, I have been keeping notes anytime I've gone in and out. I do quite a bit of salvaging in the area, so especially as it pertains to fate. Alright, I will be on my way then, if, well, looks at the clock. I'll see who I can speak to within the next 45 minutes or so, and then after my lessons today I will have my people talk to other people and see you tomorrow. Yes, I'll return at the same points up at the clock as well, the same sort of time. Excellent. It's good to see you again, though the circumstances are difficult ones. Yes, I do apologise for dumping everything on you all at once. Oh. Please, if you have to dump it on someone, why not me? I mean, you know so many people in the city, it's really quite impressive. I, I appreciate your assistance, and I would love to do more catching up. Yes, I can see if you've been keeping up on your, uh, your practicing. I certainly have. I made sure to buy an upright piano as soon as I got to somewhere. That's good to know. Probably my favorite one, actually. Thank you again, I'll see you tomorrow. We have you out of the studio. Do you have any other plans you have for your time in Donning? He honestly spends a lot of time at his parents' estate, catching up with folks, and Henry would spend a lot of time, or more time than perhaps he usually would, <laughs> speaking with his father, Gosmer, on the social going-ons. 
over dinner, you're informed of what has been going on in Donning, and there is a lot to catch you up on. The commander-in-chief of Donning, of the Phoenix's Guard, Taryn Nevane, has been working more and more closely with the Goodlove family in the hopes to help with the expansion of the rail lines and research in the oceans. You can tell your father is hoping that this will engage you. He doesn't invite you to act on it, but there's... He keeps giving you little glances as he's saying it, like he's hoping to, to catch a spark of interest in your eyes. He tells you some of the names of the people who are going to be at this event coming up, especially considering the fact that you might want to speak to them about your little island that you're trying to help out. The most important names that he speaks about who are attending are those uh, representatives of Ennian, Freya, and Rusul. So Ennian, which is an island in the south, with it a unicorn guardian, is going to be represented by Navia Ru. She's a, a human sorcerer, but she's fey-touched, and she's a bit older, around like 70 or so, and is known to be a very gifted poet. There's a druid from Freya who is named Fen Anita. She's an Aarakocra, a sort of kingfisher type. And then from Rusul, the representative is named Kara Ilya, a halfling, and the only representative who's going to be here from overseas. They haven't met them yet. They will be meeting them probably at this festival at some point and hope to introduce you as well. For my own entertainment, maybe. Can I roll for feigning interest? Yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about interest in what they're saying in general or interest in you becoming involved? Yeah, interest in being involved. Nah, that's a that one. That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, you cannot fool your father. I think the conversation kind of peters out a bit as he's talking, as you can see that he can see that Henry is not interested in the way that he hopes. He doesn't seem angry, just disappointed. Oh no, it's the worst. <laughs> there it is. Henry's the disappointment. But they're clearly overjoyed that you are here. Just to be clear, this does not completely color your, your interactions with them. They, they're very excited that you are planning to attend and that you have visited them. I imagine your room looks very much the same as it did when you left seven years ago. And the next day, when you go to see Bartholomew, there are two others there. Um, one is a is a halfling woman. She stands, what would you say, like three and a half feet? Mm -hmm. She's about three and a half feet tall. She's wearing like simple but nice clothes in, in blues and greens. And she's wearing a, a medallion that has a sun emblazoned on it uh, with a ornate sort of flowing depiction of a Kirin emblazoned on it, which you recognize as a symbol of Iliok, which is the main capital city of the island of Rusul overseas. She has dark brown skin and, and black hair that's in braids that are pinned up around her head in sort of a, a halo shape. Um, and, and a round face and rounded nose. She looks like she could be a, a softer sort, except for the way that she holds herself and the decorative armor that she wears implies that she has some fighting skill. Next to her, you see a an Aarakocra that sounds a lot like the one that was described to you as the representative of Freya, a kingfisher, who doesn't stand that much taller than her, actually. And they they wave a, a feathered hand to you as you walk in. Bartholomew moves you and closes the door. 
Before anyone can say anything, Kara, the, the halfling woman, speaks up. So you are a friend of Kian? You're already acquainted with Kian. I am. Wait, how did you know it was Kian? I was his... She stops, and you can see her, her sort of calculating something. We grew up together, and I heard that he was heading up here, but of course I also heard there was trouble in Enosh, so I've been a bit worried. You should be able to go get them with Anita's help here. Thank you very much for doing this. Oh, well, I'm the one who should be thanking you. I wouldn't be able to make it so easy if it wasn't for the teleportation assistance. Well, I won't be able to do that, but are you bringing them over now? Are they expecting you? Well, I don't quite think they're expecting me, but I'm sure they've finished up their business by now, so it shouldn't be an issue. Did you have a job in Enosh? Well, we were all asked to assist with making a safe passage for the refugees that are there so that they could be in a safer location. Due to the issues with getting enough people into Dawning, I was sent up as the initial representative to prepare for arrangements to ensure that everyone who needs to can be given a safer landing place than just sitting around in the middle of the ocean. Has Kian been working with you? Yes. She nods again, sort of approvingly. And then Anita, Fen Anita, the representative Freya, will speak up. Uh, if you want, I can just do this now. I, From what I've heard, the oceans are creeping into the island. So I understand this isn't typically done, but considering the circumstances, I, I think an exception can be made. Yes, I think we could go ahead and do it right now. Excellent. Do you have anything that may be connected to your friends in some way, or connected to the place in some way? It just helps with precision for the spell. Henry will retrieve from his person the, the cylinder that he has that's part of Ox's gun. She takes it, turns it over in her hands, and her head tilts to the side, and she shrugs. This has been through Enosh recently? Yes. She holds the, the cylinder, and she just reaches out a hand to you. Are, are you coming with? Yes, make things easier. She'll take your hand and then let out a little whistle. And the studio vanishes. All right, then let's get back to the three of you. You fall asleep on the rocky shores besides this lake. You've had an interesting night and a stressful day, but it's quiet here. And those who wish to sleep can. On Ox's watch, He'll mosey on over to the trees, looking for a stick. Something long enough that he can remain on shore to poke at the water. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely find a stick. Good job. I won't even make you roll wow, for it. thanks. Thanks, yeah, Daddy. You're welcome. He takes his stick back to the edge of the water because he saw what happened last time they touched the water. Not, not at this particular spot, but in the desert, so he... He doesn't really want to take his chances. He peers back into the lake. No reflection still. No. He'll reach out with the stick and just gently skim the top of the water. Gently skim the top of the water. The reflection of the sky above shudders a bit with the ripples. Ox sits at the shore for a while, smokes a cigarette on his watch and continues about the night. It's a quiet and clear night. 
you all wake up to a bright and sunny morning. The sunlight reflecting off of the surface of this lake. Ox is definitely up first. He makes a pot of black coffee over the fire for the group. Virgil happily takes a cup. When he gets up at the sound of a fire being built and will join in and helping you, Ox, and she, she sees that you're getting ready to make something, Yukian may be awoken by the sound of metallic pots and pans and cutlery being pulled from her bag, and it seems like maybe this is mostly what she's brought with her. So we're gonna make breakfast? Yeah, I was gonna look at our rations and try to put something together. Don't worry about your rations, I've brought plenty. She starts to take a bunch of ingredients out of her bag. She has a, a carton of eggs that she opens up and you see somehow they have managed to stay perfectly intact, despite the fact that she just went through a battle the other day. Again, amongst the other sort of like dried meats and breads and fruits and cheeses that she brought with her. Are we trying to get out of here as quickly as possible or kind of scope this out a bit more in the daylight? Well, uh, I figured we'd scope it out a bit more. Now they just light out. Make sure it is the haven it was claimed to be, yes, but we should hurry. The way here may not stay clear for so long. While we are here, Kian, would you be able to have Marigold take a look now that there is light? I can send Marigold across and try to figure out if there's anything. I know, are we looking for creatures? That is a good start. Anything that looks like it could be dangerous, so we know what to expect when we make the walk. Kind of at the end of you speaking, he just zones in to Marigold and <laughs> Marigold's off. All right. And he's looking through her eyes. Okay, well, perception for Marigold. Better than him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's sure. a plus. So what's Marigold's wisdom save? She's a plus one. She's smarter than... Key and dumber than a pigeon can But wait, no. Her intelligence is negative four, though, so she is... Why are pigeons so wise? You know? I guess one has to have some wisdom streets. to be successful, yeah. like, yeah. street mm-hmm. animal. That's true. Intelligence, though. So that's a twelve. Twelve? Okay. Yeah, Marigold flies over, makes a, a loop around a few times, just in different areas of the lake and doesn't see anything different than the same rocky shores that you've been resting on and the clear black lake into reflection, which looks like a bird. Mm. Kian goes up to the lake after they returned and they'll go up to the lake and look at their reflection. It looks like Kian. It's normal. Yeah, I mean, Kian's current normal, which might still feel strange to you, but... It's been a couple of months. Something's different than last night, at least. It's not a bad thing, I don't think. The water's not doing what it was doing. Does he see a reflection? He does. He came back? Better late than never. I think he is very critical when he looks at it. To see if there's anything off about it. Like in a rolling kind of way? I mean... (laughs) 25. It looks like you, as far as you know, when he comes up behind you. Well, y'all look great. Um, <laughs> can we get going? Yes, I think so. I need to pack up. Let's go. Are we, are we scout? Are we done scouting? Or what, where are we, what direction are we going in? Should I mean, I think... Back towards Enosh. We should go towards Enosh, but maybe take a bit more time. We kind of raced through last night, the last little bit, and make sure there's nothing that we missed. Yeah. 
Maybe double check that bramble. But there was nothing still there. Should we burn it? I'm not certain how feasible that will be. She shrugs. I'm just throwing things out there, seeing what sticks. You no, know, like spaghetti. It, it it was a good idea, it's just I don't want to cause a forest fire. <laughs> Is that funny? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably you're probably right. It might also become a beacon for other things, so let's perhaps stay subtle. That's why they hired you. Alright, let's go. Yes, we are known for our subtlety. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and you make your way back through the woods. Are you all just keeping keeping watch, basically, as you go on your journey back? Yeah, being as perceptive as one can be. I'll have you all do a group perception check. Four. Fourteen. Nineteen. Ox's elf eyes are, are the ones getting us through this. It's pretty quiet. Almost as if you, or the thing that you killed, had scared some things off. In Ox, you do occasionally sight some tracks that look like they could be from a large hoofed creature, such as a moose or a cow, but nothing troubles you on your on your journey back. At some point while they're riding back, Kian will ride by Ox. He looks like he's thinking really hard about something, and he's watching Ox. Like, he wants to say something for quite a bit. And finally, I think, after a while. So, your sister, does she... She looks like you, right? Yeah, mostly. Uh, we look a lot more similar when we were younger. Since then, she, uh, she dyed her hair. She liked to wear a lot of makeup. Stopped looking so much like me and... I don't know, way like I look like I come from the desert. Keen will hold up his palm and will cast Minor Illusion and create sort of a semblance of what he thinks Scarlet would look like based on all of the descriptions. Something like this, a little bit? Yeah, sort of. Is there anything I could fix? Ox kind of looks at it for a little while. I think that's pretty close. It's uh, been a while since I've seen her. He nods. He rides up a little bit. Can I roll an inside check on May? Because I think I know what you're doing. Oh my god. And then at some point, he looks like he's thinking quite a bit again, and he'll pull out the device. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll try to contact Scarlet. Okay. Did you try to... Did you send those creatures after us? That lizard thing? Who are you? I think he smiles and puts it back in his pocket. How, how far away were you? <laughs> <laughs> because I think that Virgil came to the same conclusion that I did. He was right fucking there. <laughs> so, Ox, I think you can like feel Virgil go... Tense. I don't know if you can see past at Kian, but over Virgil, yeah, I think Ox. Is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's a problem, babe. Okay, good, sweet. So he doesn't turn and look at you. He just goes tense in front of you. I, I think he might have just. You feel Ox tense up behind you. <laughs> that works with Fey Alliance creatures, right? Yeah, that's 
The gist of it, I thought. Are you certain it is makeup? That is why she looks so different? I won't claim to be an expert on vampires, but... Well, it looked like Kian got an answer. It, uh... It used to be makeup. Probably not so much anymore. At this point, Kian's slowed back down. He's kind of with the group. So, I think, um... Got an answer? Well, she could be something else. But her vampire theory isn't disproven. No, yeah, that... So she answered. I think so. So, uh... <clears throat> that's... That's it, then. She's definitely fey-touched. Bit more than fey-touched, I think. I think if she was just fey-touched, it would work... Well, this device would work on Ophelia, or... Needs to be something a bit stronger than that. So, she's fey, at least. In what way? I mean, I think the vampire theory is as good as any. Not to cause alarm or anything, but will she be able to contact you in return? If she doesn't know my name or face... Is that how it works? I, I'd want claim to know, but you did just establish a connection. I mean, we'll see. She could contact Ox if she wanted to. She seems to know where we are, at least. Is there anything... I don't know... Magical that you have on you that she might be able to track you with? How exactly did you come by your gun? Did you make it yourself? Was she there to tamper with it? Not, a, uh, Not this one. This one was made by the third member of Clipper and Crew. He, uh... He made a pair of twin pistols. He had one, I had the other. Where is the other? That one's... One scar broke up. It's chamber that Henry has. And the other two pieces? Right? Do we know where they are? No. No idea yet. I mean, I think it is possible to spy on anybody if she has a magical ability or knows somebody who could. It, there are ways through magic. You don't think she'd, uh... Well, she left that bottle of whiskey the other day. Did you smashed? Yeah, but I've been holding on to a bottle of mezcal from Paradise that she left for me. I mean, at this point, she knows that we're here anyway. Um, it's a good thing to think about and try to figure out what you feel comfortable keeping on you. I've seen you tinkering recently. Is that a new weapon? Yeah, I've been working on a new gun, a pepper box, something a little bigger than my pistol. If you were anything close to finish, that might be good. I'm not saying get rid of your current one, it seems to be sentimental, but maybe we store it in a bag? Could it be scribed upon if it is in a bag of holding? I do an arcana check. Can I do an arcana check? Yeah. What are you arcana uh, checking? Natural yeah. 20! I got a 5. Can <laughs> <laughs> you don't fucking know. <laughs> maybe. So, if somehow a scry was able to see it, it would just see it in the void of the bag. But Scry wouldn't, Scry wouldn't see, unless someone else was in this dimension too. Yeah, wouldn't see it. That might be something to consider if you're willing. But you also can't just spray in a person. I mean, we can put everything in the bag that you're worried about. That would help. I think Ox will take his bag off to start digging through it, and he'll pull out the wrapped bottle of Mezcal and hand that to you. Kian will carefully put it in. 
There's an engine. <laughs> There's just like a whole ass engine in there. There's a banjo, a mandolin, Some and cigars. a parasol, and cigar boxes. What a essential. What a good amount of things. It's hard to let it go. You, you don't like it in some unexplainable way. You can control yourself. It's not like you have to stop Keen from doing it, but you don't like it. Here, let's cut to the three of you and Enosh. When you arrive a few days later, people are very happy to see that you're back. You can tell that plenty of them assumed that you would die. There is some surprise that you've returned, but you're asked plenty of questions about what you saw out there and if it's been taken care of. I think before you really have a chance to engage with anyone, we'll send, I think Winnie, Winnie will actually sort of, who knows everyone, fend people off for you. So she'll just take Kian by the hand and um, once you've tied up your goats, lead you through the crowd. She she like waves and smiles at anyone who tries to talk to you and says, oh, later, I'll tell you all about it later, don't worry. And brings you back to that, that storeroom where the winds have been. And they're all there waiting for you. And maybe Nimble is out and the twins go and fetch her and bring her back. And they listen very interested in what you have to say about your findings. What do you tell them? A detailed description of everything that happened unless is there anything that we should leave out virgil wouldn't stop you if you just like start to describe the moose and what they used to be or who they used to be how we're unsure of what the magic exactly is there but how it appears and that it felt safe lizzie listens to your your tale all right so it sounds that you were successful in clearing the path at least for now I mean, as far as we can tell. That is good to hear. I think, I think we should probably go as soon as possible. Says it sort of as a question. I thought that was the plan. I, yes, I mean, right now. Yes, that is wise while the way is still clear. Right. He looks a little bit frazzled as he, he stands and he'll gesture to Favor and, and Nimble, who both stand up with him. All right, we're going to get a small group of people for now and just head out. What? Are you sure we don't, you thought trying to get everybody there? Well, yes, but we can't really protect the entirety of them at once. So we thought perhaps in, in smaller groups, unless that seems foolish, in which case we can try everyone. I don't know the best way to go about this, but I thought that was kind of why we cleared it. What is the oceans? How many refugees remain, roughly? Is it like 70-ish in that? Yeah. Okay. If you if you are confident that the way is clear, then I, I suppose you're right. We should bring everyone. If we stay in a close-knit group, I think it will be safe. We can fan out amongst us. And we've got all of the winds in us, and... Nah, some people in Enosh who are capable of some subpar but acceptable defense. Okay. So everyone, then. The longer we wait, the more risk it is for the people here. Yes, it's not is. exactly safe right here either. So I, I know, I know. Well, we will go spread the news and meet at the train station. Perfect. Uh, just spread out right now. Let everybody know. He nods. And <laughs> the twins go and break. And yeah. Out the door. <laughs> Well, there's probably still folks here in like the front of the bar that we can inform and also help pack up whatever rations are still yeah. here for mm -hmm. the trip. Ox? Yeah, Ox will help as well. 
Kian, are, if you want to talk to Mela, are you going to Mela's? Yeah, I think Kian will go to Mela. Let her know. With all of the winds and the three of you gathering people, it doesn't take too long before there starts to be a, a stream of people all heading towards the train station. And as you are, as you're running through just getting any of the last stragglers, you hear a soft yelp of surprise behind you from one of the people of Enosh. And Henry, you find yourself in one of the main squares of Enosh, standing directly behind Ox, hand in hand with an uh, Eric Ogren sorcerer. Can I ask a really quick question? Yeah. Might be relevant. Have I ever met this fucking dignitary <laughs> or know what they look like? No, you haven't. Okay, cool. You see a flash of green light very briefly and hear, ah! Yeah, Ox will definitely turn around at that. And you see Henry and some other person who you don't recognize, who lifts up a hand and waves to you. Hello, Ox. Henry, you're back faster than I thought you'd be. Well, that's the business of teleportation. It's quite instantaneous. Who's, uh, who's your friend? She'll hold out a hand to you. Uh, my name is Anita. I'm the representative of Freya. Ox holds out a hand as well. Ox Alice, Camphor, good to meet you. Pleasure to meet you. Are you, this isn't... This is not Kian, no. No. The Ox waves, everyone. I think at this point, Kian is helping Mela bring stuff to the station and will see Henry and look perplexed and make their way over. We should probably get out as quickly as we can just because I don't want to cause too much of a scene. I'm a bit worried about uh, requests to be teleported. Hello, um, you're back fast? Or what's... Are you Kian? Yes. I'm, I'm a acquaintance of Kara's. I'm here to bring you to Donning. She heard that the trains had gotten caught up. Oh. I've secured us a faster way into Donning. Are we going now? Yes, that would be the best. I think right about this time, Henry, you feel a hand on your shoulder. Ah, Virgil, just the man I was looking to see. If you come with us- Can I speak to you for a moment? That's exactly what we're going to go and do. We're going to go speak off to the side. You and I, for a moment, thank you. You get dragged off. I, um, I'm sorry. Pardon me. Well, also, I'll meet up with I, you. we have to tell people that we're going. I um, would prefer if you didn't do that, actually. Again, like I said, I'm a bit worried about there being a, a, a teleportation rush, and I, I can't really do this that much. Also, it's not really allowed. We have approval, but just for this once. I can tell somebody who wouldn't tell anybody, but, uh... Okay, go fast. I'll... Well, you, you come with me. And she'll just walk over behind one of the buildings. We'll meet you here. And ducks behind. Kian takes a deep breath. He goes and tries to find Lizzie. Uh, let's first see yeah. Virgil and Henry. Yeah, you get dragged into an adjacent alleyway. What did you do? What do you mean, what did I do? It, didn't I miss here? That is... The representative of Freya. Yes, and? Don't tell me you have beef with the representative Freya. I mean, you're the... No, I have a problem with you teleporting us into the middle of dawning. Specifically teleporting me into the middle of dawning. Your issue is with the security around the gates. We are circumnavigating that So you're problem. putting me in the capital? Yes. You know I am a wanted man there. Yes. It's not like we're going to be waltzing into the Dawn Shepherd's headquarters. Really? That is not a real thing. <laughs> so tell me, good love, 
What are we doing? We're going to my parents' house. You know, it's not a pu it's not a public property. It's entirely private. The only people that would even see you are staff, and it's not like they have the authority to arrest you. Do you know how staff talk? To themselves, they live on the grounds for the most part. He puts both <laughs> hands on your shoulders. I'm a little concerned about your lack of forethought. And I think you think your face is more recognizable than it really is. I worked there for seven years. I'm recognizable. I was a public figure. You worked there for seven years at however many years ago. It's been a while. It's It will be fine. We can figure out the logistics of all of that, I'm sure. We can... I know people, people who do, you know, I things. don't care how many people you know, you just dropped my name to Fananita. You are not going to use my name in Donning at all. You are not going to tell anyone I'm there. I wasn't really planning to. What name would you like me to call you instead? We'll think about that. Well, we should think about it quickly in case we have to do any introductions. Well, you said Virgil to Fananita, so I guess I'm Virgil now. Well, that was your fault for grabbing me. Okay, okay. To Donning, then, Henry. To Donning. We can call you Virginia. Let's not. What, you don't like Virginia? I think it's a lovely name. You realize I'm not leaving my goat here. That might be better worked out with Maggie. I, where we're teleporting into might not actually accommodate a goat. I don't know if the ceiling's at all enough. How do, what's her shoulder height again? I know you can control where we are teleporting. What is your plan? Tell me you have one. Well, you've complicated the plan now, so I must reformulate some parts Did of the you plan. not think this was going to be complicated? No! <laughs> you will have us teleported to an area large enough to accommodate dear Orna, someplace, dare I say, subtle, and you are going to make this work. Yes. Look, it's not even midday. We can go to these stables that are on my parents' grounds, so therefore she's already in where we would be putting her regardless. So long as it is private. Yes. A private estate has private in the name. Oh my god. With that, <laughs> Ox, I think Anita is just sort of awkwardly sitting beside you twiddling her thumbs and waiting for everyone else to arrive. Kian, you you can find Lizzie. I mean, Lizzie is at the... I think Lizzie is actually talking to Tom at the station as you approach and you hear their conversation. They're trying to figure out the best best formation for the townspeople to take there are still some younger individuals here who they are, are particularly worried about. They both turn to you as you as you approach. So, have you told everyone? Is everyone accounted for? He looked through, I don't know, all of the rooms and everything. Um, I did do that. I tried. Uh, so something came up, um, and we have to go. And I think that we're gonna help from the other side, but uh, this is a Henry situation. And for he looks to Tom. We're getting teleported so we can figure out getting teleported? The train. What do you mean you're getting teleported? He gives a small, like, kind of sad smile, looks directly back at Lizzie. I don't really know the situation. Uh, it just happened. Apparently we don't have time. And I couldn't leave without saying anything, so that's a change, isn't it? Okay. Ophelia's been talking to me fairly often. Uh, get her to send a message. We'll figure out the train situation and then slowly be able to get to move more people up. Maybe. Right. I hope things go well on the other side then. 
Enjoy donning. That's where you're meeting. Henry, I assume. He's here right now for a second. Well, send my regards. I don't know if I will see you. I hope so. Please tell them all. I want to see them again sometime. He nods. He's been pretty stony-faced this whole time. He looks a little bit nervous for a moment. You don't think Ophelia is going to be coming back soon, do you? I don't know what you heard from her, but it seemed like she is dealing with something. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you for the help. It was extremely important, so we're even, I suppose. It's all gonna go fine. You're gonna do great getting them out there, and we'll work on the other side, and... We'll see. I think I have to go, because it seems like... Then go. I'm not keeping you here. Bye. Gives a little wave. Tom gives a little wave back and looks completely perplexed. And as you're you're turning away, see Tom turn to Lizzie and he looks a bit upset, actually. And you make your way back to the alleyway to meet with Ox. On the way, he has pulled up his cloak. I guess he's taken off the hat, put it in his bag, pulled the hood of his cloak around his head, and his hair is blonde again. Then you return. I think Henry and Virgil would be back definitely by the time you get there. Okay, so everyone has said their goodbyes. Shall we go? Well, I suppose I hadn't really had time to mention it. We just need to go. We have one more party member to pick up. Not a human party member, a large goat. Okay. Another goat as well, if that's okay. I don't see why not. uh, She counts all of you. That should be fine. Two goats. Excellent. Are you familiar with the stables on my family's estate? Um, she she blinks. Uh, no. Um, is there any way I could assist you with directing the teleportation? You can describe it to me if you'd like, but I can't promise that we'll arrive exactly on the point that you wish. We should arrive within the city, but if I'm not familiar with the place personally, it's it's a little hit or miss. speaking. I'd like to say a few words if you'll permit me your time. Thank you for listening to Spare the Crying. Your support means a lot to us. If you'd like to find me or my companions, you can reach us on social media at linktree slash spare the crying. We'd love to hear from you. Please feel welcome to leave a rating and review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube streams. We also have a Discord server where you can discuss the story so far with us or speak with like-minded souls about your own TTRPG experiences. In regards to our soundtrack, our background music is by Marika Shans and our intro is by Ben McElroy. Our official art is by yours truly. You can find me at Crowqueen on Twitter. That said, allow me to bid you farewell for now. Please join us next time as we shepherd in a new dawn. Henry will hold out his hands and conjure up a little scene of the 
like courtyard that is the space, the sort of central space for the main stables, which is for both personal and carriage horses. <laughs> she watches carefully. I think she'll turn around and say, go get your goats and I'll do my best to memorize this and we'll see how it goes. Kim takes Virgil's hand and pulls him to where they've tied up the goats by... Case bar. Case bar. Yeah. This is a horrible plan. Are you doing okay? No. Cool. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> what do you have to worry about? It's not really a worry. It's, uh, I'm very excited to see Kara. I just thought I'd have a bit more time to prepare what I was going to say. Let's go. Okay. And he just studies your, your illusion very closely, um, has you keep it up for as long as you can. And by the time they come back with two goats in hand, she claps her hand together. Well, let's try it then. Again, don't worry, you should still be within the city limits. Henry gets cleared at, <laughs> I think very obviously. Henry is pretending not to look at Virgil. So do you guys think that this makes Fen Anita count as someone who has seen the location casually? Or do you think it makes her count as someone who is very familiar with the location? Casually. I think so too. Oh, we're in so much trouble! (laughs) We just appear in Devane's office. All right, everyone, hold hands. She (laughs) reaches out. And you hear a delicate little whistle. And you disappear from Enosh. Let me just get a little D100. And... You just see a, a flash of green, that same green light that Ox saw earlier. And it's almost like you have blinked as a, a bright light is shining in your eyes. And when your vision clears and you open them again, you see you're in a, a courtyard of, it's like a very fine stable. She lets go of your hands. This is perfect. Thank you very much. So she turns to Kian. Sorry, I expected us to be meeting at the... The, the way there's a music studio. Kara is waiting for, I guess, us there. I should probably go back. And would you like to meet her here? Um, it's best for her to come here and then we can, you know, serve tea or something, make it fun. Okay, then I will send her this way. Perfect. Thank you again. See you at the ball, I assume? Oh, definitely. Gives the rest of you a wave and walks off. Uh, so Henry will point towards where they have the coach houses for mm. all the carriages and such. Those are going to be a more public region. You're going to want to go, he points towards where they have uh, some smaller corrals and what look like nicer, larger, singular stables. Over there is where folks keep their private horses. Wonderful. He just leads Orna over there and will start getting her settled in perhaps the like furthest corner he can find. Get her all comfy. Clementine will be led up to follow. It's around midday now. I think both of your parents are actually out at the moment. It was not surprising to hear that that Fen Anita was was busy and in a hurry. It seems as if a lot of people of her station have been occupied this this week. So you are welcome to an empty estate. I'm sure, Virgil is overjoyed to see it. Yes. He's got his hood up from the moment he arrived, and goes inside as quickly as possible, keeps his hood up, and just turns around to the other boys. This is going to be an issue. I cannot be seen in Donning looking like myself. My face is a bit of a dead giveaway. We could do makeup, or if you would like a wig. Probably both, actually. 
actually should stop wearing blue, I think. Well, I'll... We could arrange with a stylist and a tailor. Is there a colour you'd prefer instead? Oh, no. Green is going to be best right now. It's most blending in. A lot of people are wearing greens, yellows, whites. It's a spring colours. Spring festival ball is coming up. So we'll get you dressed in something seasonally appropriate. I don't know. I have... I've got some things. Bit of a, a kit of sorts. Maybe I should be dressed in something more plain. More plain might actually stand out more, given where we are. We can make you something of a um, fancier diplomat of sorts. He makes a face. <laughs> oh, come now, don't look at me like that. Are we gonna call you Virgil? I don't know. That I would prefer not. I think it is safer. How do you feel about Victoria? This is up to you, but I do have some fake papers if you're worried about getting in and out of somewhere. That's actually a very good idea. It, may I see them? Are they passable? Not to doubt your friend's work, but they've always worked for me, so he'll dig through. It's in the bag of holding. He'll, he pulls out <laughs> like 10 fake passports. <laughs> two. I think he puts one back in. Here. And it says Tiernan Barrows. Right, that'll that'll work. As for in public, referring to me by name, I suppose Victoria is not bad. And if we have a longer wig, that would hide the earring. So maybe this will not go to shit. I don't think it will. That's not convincing. You're the one who has to be convincing. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> well, we... I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm not. We can make you look the part. You won't have to talk that much if you don't want to. That'd be preferable. You can let me do all of the talking. You're good at that. Exactly. Papers suffice, I suppose. So, regarding your outfit, you're going to want to wear something perhaps different than you normally would. How do you feel about dresses? That's fine. Excellent, because I know a very good dressmaker. I'm sure that he could get you something in a pinch. But which we're in, I suppose. Yes, I would <laughs> call it that. I'm saying if you wanted to put on a different outfit, I have many outfits in my room. Yeah, all right. I'll go show you right now. And, uh, Kian, if you'd like, you're welcome to ask any of the staff to prepare something for our guest, Kara. Ah, yes, we've got that going on. Sure, where? One of the parlour rooms. Probably on the first floor. I'd hate to go all the way up to the second, usually there's a more. Right, you're not accustomed to this. First floor, just ask, request one of the parlour rooms, something for entertaining a small party of guests. Right, Ox, can you help me with that? Yeah, I'll go with. Two of you go upstairs. Do you pick a green dress? Yes. Okay. Of course. Virgil, you are dressed in... Is it fancy? Like, is it is it over the top? Or is it just nice? No, it would just be a nice one because yeah. this is a casual setting. Okay. Does Henry have dainty feet? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Does Virgil have dainty feet? Don't fucking know. It's, this is important stuff. You get you get a dress. I think you can manage to find something that's just on the shorter side. I don't see why not. Or like a summer dress. Yeah. So you keep your boots on, but... Donny green dress, very suitable for the for the season. Not a little bit, a little bit ten years ago, but acceptably so. Gian, you find some staff. When you approach the staff, they seem to expect that you are a friend of Henry's, or host and a guest. Pretty soon, actually. 
kind of last minute, but... So you're the, the people Henry's been working with? Yeah, I would say that. It's good to meet you. Good to meet you too. I'm Kian. Ox tips his hat a little. Ox Alice. Camphor. They hold out a hand to shake yours. Uh, my name's Violet. Good to meet you. Alright, you want me to get things prepared for a guest, yes? Just tea? Okay. Uh, what sort of tea would you like? We have a whole library. It Whatever you be... like best. Whatever I like best? Yeah, sure. I don't know what you have. Okay. It should be ready in 15 minutes. Where's the parlor? Follow me. And they lead you down the hallway to the right, to the left, into a lavishly decorated, but still tasteful parlor room uh, with wide windows in the back with um, arches at the top, a bit of stained glass on the side, and sit you down at a, a long table and leave you there. When Henry comes back downstairs with, are we doing Tiernan? How do they say it? Barris or Barros? I think I said Barros. Okay. Which is the name that he gave you at the inn? The last name that he gave you. You lying bitch. (laughs) You walk downstairs with Tiernan in tow and are directed to the parlor room where your friends wait. You only have to wait a few minutes more before Violet comes back again with a halfling woman at his side. Instantly, her, her gaze lands on on Kian, and she just runs over and... Kian stands up immediately. She, like, jumps up to, yeah. to hug Kian, wiggles out of your arms. You're all right. Uh, I didn't expect to see you this soon. Can't say I expected... This is all very sudden. I... Are you doing well? Yes, I'm doing just fine. I have been worried about you, though, being stuck on the way here. Uh, she turns to... To face all of you. My name is Kara Ilya. I'm the representative of Brasil. This is Kara. Obviously, she kind of raised me, in a way. I don't know if you should give me that much credit. Pretty much did a lot of the work, at least. So, this is kind of like your mom. She looks to you again. <laughs> Curiously. Kara will remember this. <laughs> I guess in a, in a way, mentor figure. I, you don't have to say I'm like your mom, Kian, it's all right. In a lot of ways, you were more than they were not for lack of... <laughs> she'll, she'll, take, she'll reach out a hand and place it on your arm. What are your names? Ox will tip his hat once more. <laughs> uh, Ox Alice Camphor. I know yours, of course. Yes, of course. Tiran and Baros. It's good to meet you both. Have you been working all together then, these past few years? Uh, not, not exactly years, but a few months. Well, I'm looking forward to getting to know you all and catching you up, Kian, on what's going on here. You're all going to be attending the events of the festival? What? Ox looks to Henry. Virgil looks to Henry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, they'll be attending with me. That's good. You'll probably want to be with your friends, won't you? I'm sorry, what what events? I apologize, I... I... She'll take a seat. I shouldn't have assumed you'd been caught up with everything already. I know you've been busy. The spring festival is approaching for the changing of the moon. It's an annual event here, but I mentioned it to you in the letter that 
I could use your presence. You brought us back for a festival? Well, the reason that it's going to be so important this year is because of the number of representatives and uh, very important persons who will be attending. And I was thinking that we could use it as an opportunity to network and to help people that are stuck in Enorf get to safer ground. Sorry, we were, we were just dealing with the Enosh situation, and that's kind of on our mind, at least. I understand, I heard. Well, I don't know if Rusul, considering the distance, can be of much help, but I do think there might be some people here who can come to their aid if you speak to them about it. It's a big thing to solve on our own, I think. Exactly. This little smile. He's had a hard time looking away from her. How does she look different? Is I there... mean, not particularly. She's dressed very nicely, but you've seen her dress nicely before. A little older. She looks maybe a little tired, not in a not in a concerning way, but you can tell that she's been she's been busy. Is there like a change in how she's holding herself? No. She has her guest Sona on, basically. <laughs> You know, you've seen her when she's just alone at home with you, and that's a different person from this, but... Well, the ball itself is going to be in two days' time, but there are no other obligations, Kian, that I'm expecting from you for now. So I hope you will find the time to attend. The ball would be a nice change of pace. Sure it would be. I think they're fun. Ox looks nervous as we talk about the ball more and more. He already looks nervous sitting in this fancy-ass room. She clearly picks up on it. You can see some empathy in her eyes. (laughs) It's not so bad, really. Basically just standing around and looking pretty. I guess I've done that before. You'll be fine at it. Basically no different except that everyone is wearing silly clothes. Is it a masquerade? No, I'm sure some people will be wearing fanciful outfits and a mask would not necessarily be out of place. Are you planning on wearing a mask? No, I was just wondering what the kind of atmosphere of this whole thing was. It is, for many people, an opportunity to meet others. So, masks are not expected. We can figure it out, uh, if we all want to go, or... I don't see any harm in having everyone in the group go. There's certainly going to be enough food for everyone, enough space. Um, We can get clothing together. We've got two days, that's... Well, I mean, not a lot of time, but it's definitely a doable period of time. It's not like it's tomorrow. And... Dancing lessons? I can get an instructor for you on very short notice. Um, if you'd like to learn how to dance, if you wanted to do the actual dance part while we're at the ball, or polite speaking, there are manner tutors. If, you know, you needed something more high-end. I think we'll be alright. I did not mean to frame this as such an anxiety-inducing event. I think you'll all be alright. We'll all be fine. Sorry, we're just... I'm maybe a little bit, uh, a lot of things happening that I didn't expect today. I'm really glad to see you. Glad to see you as well. How long have you been here? About a week ago. So, I've had time to settle, but it has been a bit hectic. 
where are you staying? The grounds, the Phoenix's main grounds, up on the mountain. You'll see it if you go outside. Why don't I give you a chance to get yourself settled and you can come visit me perhaps after the events of the festival when things have calmed down a little bit? Would you prefer that? No, you're... Stay for tea and we can catch up later about all of this. Alright. She'll pour herself a cup of tea. Kara is pretty quiet, not in a not in a nervous way. In a natural way. So if the rest of you all are quiet, then you have a very quiet tea. Keen gives her another big hug. She gives Keen a big hug back, tells them that she's excited to see them at, at the ball and check out the festivities beforehand. He would ask to walk her there and just kind of catch up on all the small talk that we don't need to really like get into in-game, but a quick moment of normality between them. Okay. And then he'll make his way back. So you all have a day between now and the start of the festival. Is there anything you have in mind for what you'd like to do to prepare? Yes. What's this about us going to a ball? <laughs> I could dye my hair, I guess. Well, what about like some glasses or something? I can do that. I mean, I do have a pair. But at, at least covering the scar, I think. I know it would stand out, but it's a ball. It's not weird to wear a mask if that is really what's bothering you. I do. That might send the wrong signals. I just want the least amount of attention in a room with people that know me. Exactly, which is why I think we shouldn't do the mask thing. It might send a signal that you're looking for a suitor and trying to be a little bit mysterious, a little coy. It, yes, that's the only reason people wear masks. We could all wear masks. That's worse. No, let's not. <laughs> no, let's stick to simple. Simple is best. Please. And he looks at Henry. <laughs> I understand the assignment in this case. There are magical items that could maybe do some disguising. We could look and see if there's a magical shop that has anything that would work, but you know, that would cost a lot of money, probably. We could put it in clothing budget, I'm sure. I'll just ask for, you know, a substantial allowance to make sure that everyone is dressed appropriately for the event. You know, whatever works. You know, just snap his fingers and the gold's hair goes away. He's back to normal. There are spells like that that people can do with a bit less. Uh, my patron lets me do it all the time, but um, you could probably find a ring that could hold that spell. It would just be more limited for how long you could use it. And it probably would be quite expensive. Let's stick to, I think, simple makeup and perhaps dye my hair or wear a wig, something. I don't want to have to rely on magic. That is something that could fail. Hey. And there are folks who could see through that sort of thing. I think perhaps just a bit more volume, maybe, to hide the earring, because I will not be taking it off. Yes. Ken reaches out and just gently, like, touches Virgil's shoulder. Yeah, he's tense. We'll figure it out. Let's... We can get your... Measurements, if you don't want to go to the fitting yourself, have less people see you. That's, we'll, yes, that's smart. We'll get it all. And we can do that today. Yes, we don't have much time. Let's do that. The fewer people see me in public, the better, because... I don't know if you know, but you are now all involved with me 
If I am seen, no one will be kind. So, do you, can you lead us to our rooms? Yes, we should have enough rooms. Well, should. We have enough rooms for each one of you to have your own. As you were. For you each to have your own room. Uh, they are coordinated by color. Gossamer, especially my father. He, really, everything is color coordinated, I swear, in each of the rooms. It's not quite as prominent in the main spaces, but uh, you'll get to choose whichever one you'd like. Um, aside from mine, of course. Unless you wanted to room together, I'm not... I'm not opposed to it, you know? But... Ox <laughs> gives Virgil a look as Henry says this. <laughs> I'm not picky. Do you need calm emotions, anything, tea? Just looking a little... I think perhaps I just need an hour alone in a room. Let's get you to a room then. That'd be great. Well, Henry, you guys got a blue room for Virgil? <laughs> <laughs> we should practice saying Tiernan. Yes, Tiernan. Yeah, for Tiernan. We do have a blue room. Baby blue or royal? He doesn't say anything. We're going with the royal blue. <laughs> uh, Maybe let's just... If there's rooms next to each other, I, I... I don't think we need to... Unless you want your favorite color. What is your favorite color? Whatever room Keen wants. <laughs> uh, well, uh... I guess green and turquoise are my favorites. I picked the royal because it's in my wing of the house. Um, Henry's wing. <laughs> I can send a tailor up to get your measurements and have things sent over. Uh, it will be quite all right. Maybe take a stint in the library, one of the lead you there, or if you'd like to wander the halls, you're certainly welcome to go into any room. I think I'll just stay in the one. That works as well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, Henry <laughs> leads everybody to their rooms that are by Henry's room. A tailor is sent to Tiernan <laughs> to take some measurements. Get things figured we out. We all go out on the town. Donning is typically a busy city, being one of the largest in the world. As you walk outside and explore a little more, you can see uh, it's at the base of a valley. So to the, to the west are two very large mountains that you sit between. Um, and they're the start of a mountain range. The, a river that runs between them and built into the side of one of the mountains just at the very west edge of the city is the grounds of the phoenix it towers over the, everything else it's built very high vertically as well as up on the mountain itself uh, you can see like tiered courtyards and gardens that spread down from the top and at the very top is what looks like a bell tower but you can see a, an orange light being cast from it which is the the fire of the phoenix. Uh, it's one of the most recognizable symbols of dawning. Uh, you actually see a lot of paintings and little flags with this image on it that are for sale in places around the town that you go to explore. It's very different from uh, even Enosh that you just left. A, a lot rockier landscape, lots of wildflowers growing between the cobblestones. It's a little overcast, but you can still see the sun setting, sort of like a halo to the city in the west. Yeah. How cold is it? 
It's colder than Enosh, definitely colder than somewhere. It's only the beginning of spring now, so there's still a bit of a chill in the air. Like Henry has been mentioning, there is a lot of, of greens and uh, yellows and whites around shop windows. There are curtains, people's dresses and, you know, cloaks and coats all seem to be in preparation for the festival that's coming tomorrow. Of course, not everyone is going to be attending this ball on the main grounds, but there is going to be a public festival beforehand and plenty of people are trying to sell their uh, accessories and outfits for those who are deep enough of pocket to attend that ball. Henry's daddies give us an allowance for- Yes, yeah. you are given an allowance. I think Meta's like, oh, just, they'll know my name around any of the shops that you are leaving acceptable, I'm sure. So just tell them to bill it to me. I'll also abstract to say that Henry would explain to his parents, especially for Metal, having met folks before, that Virgil has requested to go by Tiernan now and just leaves it at that. Okay. They just nod. Okay. For gender reasons, I swear. <laughs> It's totally for gender reasons. <laughs> Henry will be doing the shopping for Virgil. Is that all right? Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk. Yeah. We'll talk. It turns out Metal was right. All of the places know who he is and are very respectful towards you, Henry, when you name drop your daddy. I think even you, Kian, who grew up in a position of respect, have never been able to go on a shopping spree quite like this before. I'll spend the night comfortably at the Goodlove estate. You are gently waited on by the staff, Tiernan, when they notice that you are prone to staying indoors. They do ask if you need anything brought to you. No, probably not. I think he would honestly probably just stay to himself. Meals with, would we all eat together? I think so. Yeah. Wait, I gotta yes. be a nerd. For fancy houses, usually they have like a small dining room that would be like the usual dining room and then they would have a way larger dining room for like fancy formal events. So they would probably eat in like a more, like a comfortably sized room, rather private. Good, <laughs> acceptable. <laughs> the normal dining room. Yeah, you actually don't see much of the the good love daddies. Wow. <laughs> Oh my god. Ox is nervous. Ox <laughs> yeah. is so nervous. Henry brought you back to meet his dads. Yeah. And then made a weird comment about staying in the same room. <laughs> in almost no time at all, it comes to be the day of the ball. The morning before, there is going to be a, a festival, the opening of a festival. There's a ceremony. There's a parade. Are any of you planning to attend? Henry would be obligated, I think. Even if it's not explicitly stated, parents would be like, so you're attending. Yeah. Kian wants to go. Yeah. Kian's like, let's get our minds off of the stress of tonight and go do something fun. Virgil will agree if only for the fact that this is an opportunity to test the disguise mm -hmm. and we'll spend at least a couple of hours probably with Kian, I assume, working yeah, on can... makeup. Yeah. Henry can come in at the end and help with the clothes aspect. Yeah. Give a little makeover. Virgil is past like a doll between these two boys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is some Final Fantasy shit. Yeah. And I was thinking this the whole time. <laughs> nice. You get made up. Dress in the dress that Henry gave you, I assume, the green one. The rest of you, you can just go in your normal civilian clothes. And you go to this festival. 
It's crowded. The streets are, are full of music and laughter and excitement. The, the fire at the, uh, the Phoenix's tower shines with a, a slightly green light. And at about midday, there's a, a parade. There are colorful floats. A lot of them are spring themed, like flowers and recreations of the mountains. Virgil, there is a, like a military guard march. I don't know if you're watching during this. I think that you can't help it. You scan this crowd from the side, uh, perhaps hiding behind Kian or Ox, and you think you see a couple of faces that you know, but they're not paying attention to you, of course. They're all marching in time. And when your eyes meet Rowan's, everything seems to stop. His gaze slides from yours and, and back, and he knows you. And you know it's him. He looks slightly different. Still towers above the rest of the crowd. He's broad shoulders. He's wearing gold pauldrons. A white vest with the sun emblazoned on the chest. His hair is short. Aside from the two braids on either side of his face. Still with the gold beads that you recognize. He stares at you. The person next to him nudges him as he falls out of line. The earring that he's wearing, you see as he turns, is gold. He turns away from you, keeps marching forward. Yes, Virgil cast message. Rowan. You feel your message go through. You don't get a reply. And the festival carries on. And you hear the laughter come back. You hear the music come back. I think that he follows. Wait, I want to roll a perception check in this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because message also is, see? Message is not out loud. It's like a murmur. Uh, sure. I know. Oh, that's cocky. Virgil is watching closely, but I think if Kian was yeah. paying attention, maybe roll perception. Um, that was a 13 from Ox. Trying to perceive Virgil and if Ox has noticed that Virgil noticed something. Okay. What'd you roll? Two. Okay, you weren't looking. You didn't notice, Keenan. I did a perception to see if it would notice. It's a seven. Virgil, you you follow? Yeah, perception? He, he casts message again. You're fighting your way through the crowd as you do this. I'm sorry, is that you? Would you say something? You just hear whispered back, Stop it. I think he casts... One last message. No, I'm not going to give up that easy. You don't hear anything back. That's okay. Can I ask what he was wearing? Was it identical to the people around him? And like, what is the uniform? Do I recognize it? You don't recognize the uniform. The line he was in was five people long, or five people wide. Uh Uh-huh. And they were all wearing... Like similar colors and similar styles, not exactly the same, but they were clearly to be matching. Can I get a look at them? You recognize the other two commanders of the Phoenix Guard. Well, I guess now the, as far as you know, only two commanders, now that Nico is gone, to Johnny and Co. The other two you don't recognize. Do they have similar crystal earrings? No. Okay. 
Awesome. Ugh, boy. <laughs> he does not follow, but he does just sort of stand there and stare. Where's Virgil? Uh, he's just standing there. Yeah, staring. Yeah. You, you scan the crowd, move in the direction Virgil is moving, and find him. Thought we were supposed to stay together. Yes, I thought we were doing the whole subtlety thing. He doesn't seem to hear you. He is breathing heavy. Kim will kind of notice and put a hand. Is everything all right? Did someone recognize you? He just sort of clutches at his chest. I can't. I think we need to Let's get breathe with me. Let's get out of the crowd. He kind of pulls him to the side. He lets himself be pulled. Yeah. Finds like a little quiet space. I'm sure that there aren't very many, but side of an alley. You watch him have a combination asthma attack and panic attack. Yeah. It's not uh, pretty. Kian tries to like get him to breathe with him. If that doesn't work, I, he will panic cast calm emotions. He doesn't know what's happening. He feels yeah. a spell being cast. I think that reflexively yeah. he tries it to is... resist it. Well, it is a 14. 16. Get calmed. The spell like washes over you and I think kind of immediately Kian's, I'm sorry, uh, we need to get you breathing. Do you feel like, can you breathe? No? I think so. Henry's got a ornate white and gold fan. <laughs> He's been <laughs> assisting with the fanning aspect. I apologize. Sorry. What happened? I think I saw Rowan. Was it? Didn't. What do you mean? Do you think you saw Rowan? I was just walking in the in the parade. Cut his hair. I thought, would that be possible? I suppose so. Kian's starting to do a little bit of a panic. <laughs> How long does calm emotions last? A minute. Awesome. Okay, that explains some things. Uh, does it? Well, about how you were a few seconds ago. Oh, um, right. I don't really know how to deal with this right now. I'm not sure I do either. <laughs> we can focus on not panicking <laughs> and not fainting. Uh, those are two excellent goals to start with. Okay. Can you... Can you breathe? <laughs> well, right now it seems to be fine. I don't... Just keep taking deep breaths. Okay. You know, I've been thinking, when we're going to the ball, I know you usually like to have a weapon on you. Do you prefer a sidearm of some kind? Because we can definitely get you something fancy. That's not permitted at balls, Henry. Well, for ornate purposes, yes, of course. You just have to, you know, have the tip uh, blunted. Is it appropriate to bring a sword to a ball? It is entirely appropriate to bring a dress sword to a ball. It is literally just for show. Why are you offering me a sword? I'm just trying to take your mind off of the current scenario, you know? Probably. <laughs> has slowly stopped at this point. Mm -hmm. Weaponry can be fun and exciting and we can find something well balanced for you that's a comfortable fit. I don't that. care about the sword. I'd like to go back, I think. To the parade or to the... No. We can go home. All right. Let's go home. Henry will take them through the fastest, uh, least traveled route. Keen would have sent Marigolds to go. Just see him. Love of my life. So as you as you're all heading back to Henry's place, Marigold goes in basically the opposite direction to follow the parade. There are plenty of other pigeons around, as there is a lot of food at this festival, and 
the pigeons are rejoicing. So <laughs> it is a festival for the pigeons too. <laughs> yes. The pigeons. So Marigold eats some crumbs along the way, but manages to keep in sight of Rowan and this guard he seems to be walking with. Once they get to Henry's house, Kim will break off and like go into Marigold Vision. You're so sick. They walk through the city following this parade route. People generally seem very excited to see it, but Marigold, of course, has no issue flying along the parapets. They reach the entryway to the palace grounds, and standing out front is a, a stage that's been set up, and the finer people of the crowd seem to have had special access to this first. So there are some seats in front of it that are filled with expensive finery. Marigold, I'll have a few roll perception. 17. Marigold sees Kara, as well as Fen Anita, sitting next to her, and Rowan and these four other guards in the sun-emblazoned white outfits step up onto the stage and are joined soon by a imposingly graceful elven figure in all gold robe. They have gold eyes that match, bronzed skin that almost seems to speak of an Asimar, and just from the description that you've heard of them, you would recognize this as Commander-in-Chief Terran Nevane. Rowan steps up to stand at their right side. And that is where we'll end our session for tonight. What did you do? What did you do to my boy? I'm freaking out. <laughs> On the sparrow, her mind was on the deck, but no one cared and no one dared to speak to her. Teach her.